What's up, everybody? This is your favorite Dallas Cowboys podcast, the Lawn Chair Cowboys. You got it right again. You're you're on a Heck roll. Yeah, I'm on a roll. Joined to me. Joined. <laughs> then I then I <laughs> mess it up right after that. Jinxed there's not, it. There's not even any gifts going right now. Like <laughs> I know, right? It's not even not even getting distracted. Joining me tonight is. Um, of course, our lovely and wonderful editor, producer, podcast guru extraordinaire, Daniel. Um, unfortunately, we won't have Wayne tonight. He's uh, in the midst of, as he mentioned last week, going through uh, moves upon moves and work and all the different joys of that life. So um, he won't be able to join us tonight. And just like that, my dog is asking to go outside. <laughs> Way to go, Dez. So, yeah, speaking of Dez, he got some playing time. <laughs> he caught a pass. I saw caught, it. It was nice to see. He it. had several, actually. I want to actually, I got curious now because I, I hadn't looked it up yet, but um, I can think of because I was listening to um, NFL radio on my way home from Drill and they were bouncing around the, um, bouncing around all the games when stuff was happening. And uh, I remember them mentioning he had a, a, a number of passes. So he had four passes, four catches for 28 yards. I mean, in that <clears> in that <throat> offense, that's really pretty good, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at PPR, I mean, he got 6.8 points. So um, four catches on five targets. So not bad. Good job, Des. Um, but, yeah, uh, how about them Cowboys? Yeah. Um, yeah. We <laughs> we were joking about it a little bit in the chat, but like, are we really going to be this team that's going to end up going, winning out the rest of the season, winning the division 9 and 7 and uh making it into the playoffs? I I mean, if there's a time to gel and get your act together, you know, you came off a of bye week. Andy Dalton got healthy again. Um, you know, we got a veteran presence at quarterback, somebody who's proven he can get teams to the playoffs. Now, he's never won a playoff game, so that does concern me a little bit. But, um, you know, and it's it's hard to get excited because we know how. Um, Poor this team has looked at times this season, and and the things, the pieces that were missing, you know, could have been addressed in the draft next year, um, and they still can. That's not to say that they can't. Um, this, if anything, um, this front office has shown a, you know, an ability or a propensity to make moves whenever they feel like it's necessary to get to where they want to get to get the people who they want to get. So um, if it, if it winds up being an issue where this team, you know, needs to make some moves um, and we've, you know, played ourselves into an eight and eight or a nine and seven or even a seven and nine record um, down the road here, uh, still end up winning the East and making the playoffs in some way, fashion, way, shape, or fashion. Um, I'm not, 
you know, I guess I'm not so much that I'm not so much convinced that we can't still get a good draft out of it. Um, you know, we had some, we've had some of our better draft classes drafted from late in late or middle of the draft pack. So, um, but yeah, we, <laughs> we were able to sneak out a, a victory, a 31 to eight or 28, 31, to eight, 31 to 28 <laughs> victory <laughs> against the Vikings in, in Minnesota. Um, Dalvin cook did get over 100 yards, so my prediction was wrong, but not much, 115 yards. Um, averaged 4.3 a carry and had one touchdown. Um, Kirk Cousins actually played a pretty solid game. Um, 22 for 30, 314 yards passing, three touchdowns. Um, we sacked him twice for loss of nine total yards. He had a QBR of 76.2 with a rating of 140. Um, he was 22 of 30. Andy Dalton was 22 of 32. So hmm. pretty close numbers there. Um, Andy did not go over 250 like you predicted, and he did throw an interception unlike you predicted. Yeah. Um, so your prediction was also incorrect. That it um, was. <laughs> huh? Said that it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you didn't Unfortunately, win yours. That's, that's that, Hey, listen. <laughs> all of us were wrong, dead wrong on our bold predictions. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll get I'll get to Wayne's here in a second. But Andy's um, total lines, he was two, 22 for 32, 203. Um, three touchdowns in that one pick. Um, he had a QBR of 81.6, which was, you know, pretty decent. But his uh, passer rating was 104. Hmm. So his passer rating actually was way worse than Cousins, but his QBR was better. So interesting numbers there. And then Wayne's bold prediction was Amari Cooper would lead the lead or lead the game in targets and receptions, but he did not. That was Adam Thielen, and Adam Thielen went off. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh. um, eight catches, 123 yards. Two touchdowns, one amazing one-handed catch, which I don't know if you watched it this morning or yesterday morning actually. Um, Sports Center had their you know their top ten, and they had CD's touchdown catch as number two and Adams as number one. What? And you cannot convince me the way CD Lamb contorted his body. I've never seen that kind no. of a catch ever. I've seen people make one-handed touchdown catches like Adam Thielen. Like that's yeah, and and I'm not that's not to downplay what Thielen did. That was a great catch. But top play over CD Lamb's catch. CD Lamb's catch is like catch a like catch of the year nomination right now. Yeah. Like that was sick. His body was literally running the opposite direction. He turned the opposite direction his body was moving. Laid completely flat, horizontal to the ground, and caught the ball as he is falling down. That was sick. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> athletic ability is not lacking in that man. I, oh my god! Like ridiculous. Um, yes, uh, Amari Cooper did lead the Cowboys in targets and catches, but he did not lead the game. So, unfortunately, none of our bold predictions came true. 
So, um, and because Wayne was the only one who picked the Cowboys to win, um, and actually his score was pretty close. I think his was, I think his prediction was 28 to four or 28 to 24 Cowboys. So actually, uh, begrudgingly, I got to give Wayne the 28, 24. I've got it right here. I pinned it. Um, 28, 24, begrudgingly, I got to give Wayne the victory. <laughs> and and it, and it's even better because he's not here to rub it in. So I'll give Wayne the victory this week. So there we go. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, what were your thoughts on the game, Daniel? How, how do you feel about uh, the, the game Sunday? We played physical as hell. Like, it was – it was so nice. All oh, the hits were so oh good. Oh my god. The turn like I mean, we won the turnover battle and we scored points off of both of our turnovers. So that made me really happy and was it Cedric Wilson forced both those turnovers? I think it I think was, so, I yeah. Think so, yeah. I think so. The strip sack, well, I guess Lawrence made the sack. Technically, they probably both in stats got half a sack. But yeah, I'd say they shared that sack. Yeah, ripped the ball out of Cousins' hands. Um, that was great. And dude, that hit on Dalvin Cook that he he, I mean, I was I was like happy, but then they were like Dalvin Cook's down, Cedric Wilson's down. I mean, they they were both obviously fine, but like you know, I've got Cook in fantasy, and I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> like. Because, you know, I do like my fantasy too, but um, we just played physical, man. Like, it was so nice to see, and it was so weird. Like, after only scoring two touchdowns since Dak was gone to actually put up points, like, it was it was awesome. And I think I saw um, before the game Mike McCarthy – uh, brought in watermelon, like watermelons and a sledgehammer. I think it's what what I saw. Um, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, and he was like, you know, this is kind of like a way to pump up the team, and it worked. Like I think. What? So they just all took turns smashing them. Um, I I assume the only thing I saw the the <laughs> headline, um, about what he did before the game, and uh, that was, you know. I think it was yesterday that I saw that, but I mean, you know, if that's what it takes to get the team pumped up and like play physical, man, like we weren't, I, I was worried cause, uh, Trayvon Diggs was out. Um, I thought our secondary, you know, obviously we gave up a lot of yards. Um, but you're playing against Dalvin cook, Adam Thielen. They're both great. Kirk cousins to me is like a middle of the pack quarterback, but you know, whenever you've got those kind of weapons, um, it's really not, not too hard to to put up those kind of numbers against a, a team that's you know our caliber. We're not amazing by any means, but you know we played great and it was back and forth. There were what like three or four lead changes in the fourth quarter. Um, it was it was the kind of roller coaster that like a typical Cowboys game is. Like the you know, ups and downs, ups and downs. They come out of uh, halftime and scored. Um, so kind of like through the second half, I was like, "Well, here we go, another game where we're not going to do anything coming out of halftime." And we, 
we did it. It was nice yep. to see a win. It was nice to see some physical play. It was really nice to see, you know, again, seeing Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee all in the field. Um, I love me oh, some linebackers. Man. You guys know that. Uh, so I watch them like crazy. That's that set like that. Those three guys, man, like you cannot, you have all three of those guys healthy. You can't convince me that there's a better three oh, uh, no. linebacker core. Like when they're fully healthy, all playing together, 100% healthy, not, you know, banged up and, and like that. You can't convince me there's a better linebacker core. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're <sighs> great. Um, Vander Esch making that one stop and uh, at the goal line was awesome. Um, yeah, and I think it was after that. I don't know if it was from that play, but I remember one of the shots they showed of Vander Esch on the field. He the bridge of his nose was bleeding. I'm like, that's the kind of football I like to see. Like you're playing physical. Like yeah, you know, you're talking about um, the one when uh, Cook broke his uh, face mask. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Him and Cook met at the goal line. They still ended up scoring, which sucked, but. I tell you what, man, he that that hit, like, and he just got up and he was, I mean, he was, I'm um, talking about uh, Vander Esch, mm-hmm. was just like pumped up. And oh, yeah. you saw like th- that contact, just, I mean, that was man on man, full speed, like nobody's giving an inch. And it was so <laughs> fucking good, man. I loved it. I got, cur- I got curious about the, uh, the watermelon. Sorry. Um, so I, I looked it up. USA Today has a little story about it. It says, uh, Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy wanted to keep his messaging fresh. He sought a new method to emphasize to his players the goals they must hit to snap their four-game losing streak. He packed a sledgehammer and a case of watermelons on the Cowboys charter flight to Minneapolis. Minneapolis. <clears throat> the key is you got to have a good hammer, McCarthy said with a grin Monday evening. One day after the Cowboys beat the Vikings 31-28, we're fortunate to where we are. We were able to find one. We had to actually take our own watermelons with us because it's a little harder to find big watermelons in Minneapolis this time of year than Dallas, from what I was told. So a lot of planning goes into that. Very well received. We had a great time with it. So, yeah, it sounds like they just <laughs> took turns just <laughs> blasting watermelons. And I tell you what, like... Um, I, I and I said it before. I think you were still behind. I think you were watching, but you're behind, and Wayne hadn't caught up yet either. Mm-hmm. But like I, I said it in the group chat, I was like, these guys, and it was like the first or second drive. Like these guys are freaking hitting hard tonight. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. I mean, they were bringing the wood all night long. I loved it. It was great to watch. I agree, one hundred percent. You know, you, we talked about it too last week. Like, you want to see that fire in your team. Like, you want to see, um, you know, determination. You want to see guys like fighting for each other, fighting for pride. Um, and it really showed that these guys were definitely, you know, in it to help each other. So it was awesome. Um, you know, LVE ended up with with uh, twelve total tackles. He had four solo. Um, and yes, uh, Donovan Wilson and Demarcus Lawrence both got half a sack credit for that sack, mm-hmm. the strip fumble. And Jalen Smith also got a sack, so that was awesome. Um, Alden Smith was close to getting a sack, and um, but he did get a TFL. 
Um, so those guys all pray, played pretty good. Um, Hitton was, oh, my God, the hits were just so good. <laughs> I loved it. Um, and then how about Tony Pollard? Yeah, um, man. You know, comes in freaking, you know, he's a change of pace back, but, man, is he freaking fast. He took off on that 42-yard touchdown, and it's just like the the seas just parted. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was crazy. Um, but he finished on with five carries for 60 yards, you know, most of them on that 42-yarder. Mm-hmm. Um, but he averaged 12, 12 yards a carry. Dude, freaking – this team gets clicking, I'm telling you, right now. You know, and finally Zeke, over 100 yards, um, you know, 21 carries, uh, 103 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but, you know, that's his first 100-yard game of the season. So um, good to see him get going. Um, I don't know if you watched any of post-game interviews, but you could see, like, just the energy seemed different. Everybody seems confident. Um, you know, it's it's a short week, um, but you got a team coming to, um, you know, to Dallas that uh, we've already lost to, but we have a good chance. Um, you know, we discussed it, too, in the chat. We have the 26th rated strength of schedule um, throughout the rest of the season. So we've got an easy schedule ahead of us. Um, Potential to really um, sneak in right here. And it it gives you a little bit of excitement. It gives you a little bit of confidence in the fact that, you know, this team can really change their destiny in a matter of a couple weeks. Um, because of how bad the NFC East is, obviously it's it's um, well talked about. If you turn on a TV on Monday morning, you're going to hear people talking about how terrible the <laughs> NFC East is. And, um, you know, it's just you can't get around it. But this it's wide open. You can't deny that. And you've got a team in Dallas that is getting healthy at the right time. Um, you've got a team in Dallas who is veteran led, um, but not dominated by all veterans. We got some youth on the team, um, youth that have played well and have a potential to really step up and lead. Um, but you know, this is a team that if we win this week, on Thursday and string together, you know, we've got, we've got uh, Dallas or we've got uh, Washington coming this weekend or this Thursday, um, you know, our traditional uh, Thanksgiving day game. And then we go turn right around to another Thursday game um, in Baltimore. And Baltimore just released the, that Ingram and uh, J.K. Dobbins are both on COVID um, reserve list. And if they are on COVID reserve list for um, the proper quarantine period, they could be out for next week's game as well. So you're looking at an opportunity for um, a chance to pick up on a team in Baltimore who struggled the last few games. They aren't the Baltimore team that we saw last season who made it deep in the playoffs, 
you know, a couple plays away from potentially making it to the Super Bowl. Um, so we could, you know, there's that opportunity right there to catch Baltimore at the right time, um, especially with the team that we have getting healthy where we're at, where we're getting healthy. Veteran, you know, QB, yeah, Elliot starting to get his feet under him. Um, you know, solid receiving core. Um, you know, there's the opportunity there. Then we got Cincy at Cincy. San Fran comes in, <clears throat> Philly comes in, and then we go to New York to finish the season. No games there. Are you really scared about? Um, you know, since he just lost Joe Burrow for the rest of the season, um, San Fran has been, you know, we mentioned it last week, the most injury riddled team in the league. Uh, Philly is Philly. Philly's going to Philly. Um, they did beat us mm-hmm. 23 to nine, but that was with Danucci, not Dalton. That was with at Philly. And that was just, a shit game all around and mm-hmm. we were in it too. So um sorry that message was from earlier. <laughs> oh. When I had you talk about the game. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> he he walked in uh, what you guys can't see is I, I was telling Daniel to keep on talking earlier because Des walked in the living room and scratched on the door right as soon as I asked him to talk about the game. <laughs> um but yeah, so <clears throat> um but I don't see a game uh, other than Baltimore, um, depending on who they have coming um, or you know who they have healthy playing. I don't see a game on the rest of the the roster that I'm worried about. Oh, um, yeah. That I don't think we have a chance to win. I guess is the better way to put that. Um, I mean, you know, if we win so, on Thursday, I mean we're in first place. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then and you know, even if we did drop the Baltimore game and we finish and we win the rest, we finish 8 and 8. Um you tell me um oh let's say after week 8 after we lost to Philly mm-hmm. and we're 2 and 6. If you tell me um at the halfway point of the season that we're going to finish the season 8 and 8. I would have, I would have bet you probably everything I had in my bank account that we would that would not happen. So I mean, I'm, and we're staring at right now. I mean, obviously, it's still <laughs> a lot of stuff's got to happen. That's gonna, you know, keep. You know, we have to go five and one um, the rest of the way. But there's the, there's an opportunity there. So yeah, I mean, there is. I mean, and you know, if you look at the, I mean, Philly's probably going to lose this weekend. They're playing Seattle. You know, like. Seattle's defense is playing a lot better. Um, I mean, and, and even if the the Giants win, they'd be tied with us. But we've got the win over them, so we'd still be in first place if we win on Thursday. So, you know, I think there's a good chance. I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up because that's just a typical thing for the Cowboys. Like we come out and have one good game, doesn't doesn't mean that. You know, every single game is going to go the same way. And honestly, like, I've watched a few of Washington's games. Like, they've knocked out they, – they knocked out Dalton that game. Um, they knocked out Burrow for the year. 
Um, they broke Mac, Matt Stafford's hand or his finger or something like that. He was hurt. Uh, the game that they played, like I, I just feel like Washington plays dirty, like maybe not intentionally, like hurting people, but other than the Dalton one, like that was, that was just dirty. Um, yeah. But and I was telling my brother on Sunday because I, I had picked up Joe Burrow in fantasy. And I was like, great, I start Joe Burrow and he gets fucking hurt. And then I started looking back at all the quarterbacks that have played Washington recently, and it's like hurt, 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 hurt. It's like, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> that's what scares me about Thursday. It's like not winning or losing. It's, is somebody going to get hurt? You know, are they going to try to play dirty? Uh, you know, prime time on Thanksgiving, yeah. you know, it just, yeah. Yeah, your hope is obviously that they're not going to play dirty or whatever, but the the tendency and the the uh, history, obviously, with the first game, does, would suggest otherwise. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, I hope, I hope to God that we come out and um, you know, especially especially for the fact that you know, obviously, we know that they're the ones who knocked. Um, Dalton out um, that we're going to come out with a little chip on our shoulder, that passion that we came out with this week in, in Minnesota. Um, I just, you know, like you said, I don't want to get my hopes up, but there's just so much um, that you saw from Sunday to indicate like a shift. Yeah. Um, that, that uh, emotional, um, uh, you know, a momentum shift, I guess the best way to put it that, you know, you see this team playing more confidently. You mm-hmm. see this team playing with, with that passion that, you know, we discussed last week. Um, just, just a little bit more of a drive and a little bit more of a tenacity and a little bit more of a, um, a passion and excitement for each other and for, you know, trying to win, um, and not just going out there and going through the motions and trying to get through the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, we still got to go out. We still got to play the game. So we're not just going to get um, a W or an L given to us. We have to earn them. Um, and that being said, you know, we'll roll right into the Washington preview. <clears throat> um, matchup predictor ESPN right now predicts Washington has a 40 or 54 0.8% chance to win with us with a 44.9% chance and then that small chance of a tie that they always have to leave in there because the NFL's stupid. Yeah. Um and then Wayne's not here to discuss um lines and numbers, all of that good stuff. So I'll tell you what is showing right now up on ESPN. Dallas is favored by Vegas for with um three points. Which is about what you get, if I remember from Wayne, um, what they tend to give a home team um, is about three points. So right now we're favored um, at about three-point spread. Um, And the over-under is 46. So um, looking at about a um, 24... uh, or 25 to 21 type game, 24 to 20 type game, somewhere in that range um, is what 
Vegas is predicting. So that being said, looking at the team stats, Dallas is now up to scoring 23.5 a game while Washington is scoring 20 a game. Washington's D has been playing pretty damn good this season, um, despite how terrible their the rest of their team has been. Um, their D is only allowing 22.7 points a game, while our defense, uh, obviously with the start of the season being so terrible and allowing so many points, um, but we are down now to uh, 31.8 points allowed per game for our defense. So, um, Total yards, uh, Dallas is outgaining Washington 415 to 345 um, with a favorable edge in both the passing and rushing yards per game, which is surprising to me, especially given the fact that their running back um, pretty much ran at will against us. And um, Antonio Gibson, whenever he played us, had one hell of a game. Um, and Zeke just now had his first 100 yard game. So it's an, it's a surprising stat to me, but, um, something that, you know, could be something to hang our hat on and then yards allowed. Um, we've allowed 396 to their 338. Um, so once again, their defense has played a, a good bit better than ours. Um, with them allowing, quite a bit more or us allowing quite a bit more passing yards um, and rushing yards per game than than they do about 30 yards more per game um, rushing and passing both so um, that goes probably back to earlier in the season when we were playing so terrible and allowing so many yards Um, but like we talked earlier this defense is starting to get healthy at the right time and um, making stops when they need to, which is exciting to see. So um, that being said, we'll roll into our score predictions for the week. Um, given that Wayne is out, um, we asked him to give us what his predictions would be um, as far as score <laughs> predictions and bold predictions. He texted them into us. He predicts, and this is confident as F. <laughs> um Wayne predicts, and I'm going to type this as I read it, um, 34 to 18. Dallas win. 18. Yeah, 34 to 18. And his bold is Dallas scores the most points on Thanksgiving of the six teams. Hmm. I mean, I could see that. (laughs) so that's a pretty neat neat uh and really uh unique bold prediction i like it that is a really out of the box type of prediction not just a player doing something or you know um since i went last last week i'm gonna go second this week um and I honestly haven't even thought about my bold prediction yet, so I'm going to kind of go on the fly here. Um, score prediction, I'm going to predict Dallas wins, um, and I'm going to predict uh, 28 to 21. Um, 
28-21 Dallas. 21 Dallas. And bold prediction. I'm going to say both um, Zeke and Cooper go over 100 yards. Both Zeke and Cooper. <clears throat> now is that like... Z Zeke over 100 yards rushing, rushing? Okay. Cooper over 100 yards receiving. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Because um, early, earlier you said that Zeke didn't have a touchdown on Sunday, but I'm assuming you meant a rushing touchdown because he had a receiving touchdown. So, Yeah, because you know, I, yeah, I was looking at his rushing stats. Yeah. I wasn't looking at passing um, or receiving. But, yeah, he did He did get in the end zone on, on uh, through the air. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I had forgotten about that one. But, yeah, I was talking about rushing um, when I said that. So that's my bad. Thank you for that clarification. I got you. I got you, dog. Um, Shit. You got me. That's why you're here. Yee -yee. <clears throat> and Daniel. Um. Well, I think we're going to win. Um, I don't think that we're going to let another team beat us on Thanksgiving uh, like Buffalo did last year. Still butthurt about that. Um. <laughs> I'd say 27-17 Dallas. Um, as far as a bold prediction goes, Wayne's got me kind of like thinking outside of the box, but like I don't I don't, I don't know. Like um my okay, so let's go with uh I'm going to do a a game one and then a division one. Um CD Lamb will have two touchdowns. And after this week's games, um, there will only be one team in the NFC East with four wins, and that's us. So I'm predicting that the Eagles will lose so, and that the Giants will lose. Hang on. Okay. Let me, let me check <laughs> something good. real quick. Cause, now, I, I want to look at this because I want to make sure. Oh, I've already looked at it. All right, I yeah. was making sure the <laughs> yeah. Eagle, Eagles and Giants didn't play each other. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they didn't. The um, Eagles play Seattle, and the Giants play Cincinnati, and nobody's on a bye, so I'm not trying to like you know sneak one in there. We're all playing. <laughs> okay, so so I'm just gonna say Dallas, um, only will win will be the only winner in the NFC East. Yeah, that that works. Yeah, this weekend. Yep. Because that'll put us at four and seven. And I just, I hate, oh my God, I can't, I can't describe how much I hate seeing a little dash one after somebody's record. Like, ties, I know, I know. Ties are so dumb. Like, I don't care who it is. Like, it could be somebody in the AFC. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's just, play the game out. You get what 10 minutes in overtime to do something and if you can't it's a tie. Oh darn. Like I get player yeah. safety but like it's just a it's just stupid. It's a bad <laughs> and it's um uh what is that word? Antiquated. It's such an antiquated rule. Like come on, grow up and play the game out. Yeah. Like if college can figure it out, then the NFL can figure it out. Yeah, do something like college does. If it, you know, if you go through ten minutes and like nobody scores, it's like do something like college does. You know, <laughs> like come on. 
It's it's so annoying. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. Um. So yeah. Um. That pretty much covers it. I'll re. I'll uh. Go back over our predictions so that we can kind of have them all concise. Wayne predicts a thirty-four to eighteen Dallas victory, and his bold prediction is that Dallas will score the most points on Thanksgiving Day of all the six teams that are playing. And then my score prediction is a 28-21 to Dallas victory with a bold prediction of both Zeke and Cooper getting over 100 yards. Zeke getting 100 yards rushing and Cooper getting 100 yards receiving. Um, Daniel predicts a 27-17 to Dallas victory um, with a bold prediction of CD getting two touchdowns and then a little side prediction of Dallas being the only winner this week of the NFC East teams. So they would be in sole possession of first place at four and seven. Yes. <clears throat> um, so that's a, that's your quick concise wrap of the predictions this week. Um, because we don't have Wayne and because it's a short week and because we realize that, um, you know, this will be getting released Wednesday. Um, you guys, won't have as much time to listen prior to the game. Um, so we're going to cut our episode a little bit short this week. Um, but once again, we just want to thank you guys so much for supporting us. Those who do um, really want to ask. And, and again, just remind you guys that um, we would love to have you guys support us um, on discord um, through our Facebook page, through our Instagram page, um, it's been a hectic couple weeks and I haven't been as active on our Facebook page as I should, but, um, we're still here. <laughs> we haven't gone anywhere. Um, we'd love to have you guys rate us, uh, review us, subscribe to our channel, subscribe to our, um, you know, our podcast. And that way you get the updates whenever the, the podcast comes out, it automatically downloads to your computer, or to your phone. Um, if you have Apple podcasts and then you can just stream it when you get a chance. Um, but we're going to cut our episode a little short this week to give you time to listen before you, um, before our game on Saturday or Saturday, <laughs> gosh, my brain, man, before our game on Thursday, Thanksgiving day at four 30. Um, so this gives you a chance. Maybe, you know, you can pop it on while you're, uh, working on prep, prepping your, uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Um, you know, you know, tell, tell Siri or tell, um, Alexa to play it for you and, you know, just listen to it while you cook. Um, that way you're ready to go. Now my Alexa's talking to me because I talk. <laughs> way to go. She's playing music. Alexa, stop. <laughs> She's playing everything I do. I do it for you. That is hilarious. Amazing. Oh, Brian Adams. Gotta love him. Uh, I do have one thing to say before we sign off. Yeah, go ahead. Um, just, I don't know how in tune everybody listening is with the Cowboys, but our strength and conditioning coach, uh, Marcus Paul, it was initially reported that he died, but that's not true. Um, he's still in the hospital, um, according to a tweet um, from a family member. I believe it's his daughter um, that he's on life support. <clears throat> Nothing's been released as to what happened um or why he's in the hospital but he's still in the hospital so just keep 
uh, Marcus Paul and your thoughts and your prayers, especially this week. It's Thanksgiving week. You're supposed to be able to spend some time with your family. That's just a horrible thing to have to go through. Um, yes. So yeah, just, yeah. Thank, thank you for bringing that up. I, you know, with the rush of trying to get our episode out there, I actually had completely forgot to even mention it. Yeah. Um, you know, just a terrible thing. You know, they, we got a text this morning, um, or, you know, pop up on our, our phones about the, um, can't canceling practice and canceling team meetings and all this other stuff. And, um, everybody's first, you know, thought is all COVID, you know, and, and, you know, everybody's, you know, trying to just assume the, the least, I guess. Um, and then it would be COVID, but this was not a COVID related, um, incident as we found out later on. And then as news continued to pour out that it was a strength and conditioning coach, um, originally or initially we were told that he had passed away. Um, but it's good to hear, um, you know, the news that you'd post or that you just said, you know, that, that he is in the hospital, he has not passed. Um, but definitely, you know, whatever your beliefs are, whatever they might be, um, you know, send up some prayers, send up some well wishes, thoughts, whatever it might be good, good vibes. But, um, you know, nobody likes to see that kind of thing, especially this time of year. Um, you know, I, you know, strength and conditioning is one of those things that is kind of an afterthought, um, as far as football goes, cause you always see, you know, when, when it's coaches, it's either the head coach or, or maybe the, the OC or the, the DC, but, um, you know, strength and strength and conditioning coaches spend more time with the players than, um, than the other coaches, um, more often than not. So this guy is somebody that's in front of our players a lot more um, than than most, and <clears throat> you just hate to see it. So hopefully he pulls through. Um, prayers go out to you, Marcus Paul. We're we're praying for you here from uh, you know the Lawn Chair Cowboys. We just hope that uh, you're able to pull through, um, especially this time of year, like like Daniel said. So. <clears throat> So, hate to end on a somber note, but um, we really want to wish you guys, everybody out there, a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, thank you so much for listening to us, for for supporting us through podcasts, um, you know, just downloading us, however you may be listening, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon Music or TuneIn Radio or wherever it might be. Um, we do appreciate you guys uh, and your support. And um, heartfelt, honestly heartfelt. We like to be joking and 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 you know not very serious a lot, but heartfelt well wishes to all of you guys um, as we come through the holiday season. Um, been a terrible year so far this year. Everybody's had some struggles, and uh, we just hope that you guys make it through um, to the end of this uh, holiday season um, with all of the blessings and joy that you could ever ask for. Um, So thank you once again for listening. This is the Lawn Chair Cowboys signing off.